Deanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I'm chatting with author Casey Hart about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Casey, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Well, sure. Uh, Leanna, first of all, thank you for letting me um, have this opportunity to talk with you and all the cozy people. Um, my name is Casey. I live in Mississippi. And uh, um, I don't live in a small town. I live in uh, the country. I'm surrounded by cows and corn and pumpkins and things of that nature. Um, I am a retired registered nurse. And this is my second career. And I have to say that I am loving being a cozy author. So that's about it. I'm a grandma. Mm, we can't really think of anything else really interesting as far as that goes. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't you tell my snips and sleuths about your books? Sure, sure. I write cozy mysteries. I released my first one in uh, June. It was Moonlight, Murder, and Small Town Secrets. Um, the main character is Katie Cross. She is a home health nurse. Hmm, I don't know where I got that idea from, but she's a home health nurse. I used to be a home health nurse, and she... Um, she stumbles on a body at um, the Peanut Patch Festival. She's uh, um, the lead um, guitarist in her band, the Moonlighters, and um, it just kind of flows along. She she um, gets info from the old folks that she meets in her homes and then from her band members and just the town people in general. She lives in a little place called Skeeterville, and that's where the whole series is set up, Skeeterville, Mississippi. Um, they're humorous. She's always stumbling into stuff she shouldn't be stumbling into. Um, she's She is very comfortable around like things that other people wouldn't necessarily be comfortable around like dead bodies but she gets kind of uncomfortable being around crowds of people and things like that so um it's they're very humorous they are christian based and they um they are set in small town mississippi um what else what else would you like to know <laughs> oh i'm off the fourth one comes out, it's the Christmas Cozy, and it's got a real hallmarky feel, you know, all the things that you really wished went on in your small town, they go on, you know, in Skeeterville, and um, that comes out November 2nd, and then I'm working on one for next year in February, so that's kind of where I'm at right now with them, but uh, let's see, what else? <laughs> all that sounds absolutely terrific. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying writing them. I really am. I'm, um, she has a best friend named Misty, and between the two of them, they um, they are really open. They got one of those friendships where you know if the other one's doing something dumb, they can just call them on it. You know, those <laughs> kind. Of, I love those friendships, and they're they're just um, people. They're people that you kind of would would like to know, I guess. <laughs> Oh, that just makes for the best kind of cozy, in my opinion, when you've got those characters in there that, of all people in the world, you would want to know them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. So is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Though I think you answered that a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, you know, intentionally, or maybe unintentionally, it just kind of crept in there. Um <laughs> My um my um main character's name is Katie Cross, and she's she's in her fifties, and she's a home health nurse. Um, she loves old people. I um 
that definitely comes from me. I, my mom, I'm number six of seven kids. And my, I was born when my mom just, let's see, she was 39. So I felt like I had old parents all my life, you know, and um, I just grew up loving. I still, I love to be around old people, but now that I'm in my fifties, I love to be around my peers and old people. I have to kind of put it that way, you know, because I'm technically, you know, in that category now, but, um, I, and she does too. And um, she, she, let's see what else. Oh, small town life. Yeah. Because I have lived, we, we moved a lot um, as adults, me and my husband have, and we've lived in a lot of small towns, small um, country towns in the South and across Texas and Louisiana and all the way through here. And I guess Skeeterville is a compilation of all those towns put together. But luckily, wherever I lived, people haven't just kind of been dying left and right. You know, there hasn't <laughs> Mind spree, death spree, and people aren't getting thrown in prison all the time. But other than that, you know, the thing about knowing your neighbors and um, taking care of each other, all of that kind of comes from from me and my life. So yeah, I guess. So. And Katie's kind of blunt, and I tend to be that way too. And I pull a few toes out of my mouth every once in a while, if you know what I mean. So yeah. <laughs> so yes, the, answer, the short answer is yes. <laughs> um, you are great to talk with well thank you <laughs> so are you <laughs> um, so do you have any advice for those who would want to write their own cozies or just write in general let's see now I wrote that answer down because I tend to get um distracted let's see writing cozies um First of all, I think you need to read Cozies. And I've listened to your podcast. I love your podcast. And I've heard other people really tell a lot about um, what a cozy entails. So I'm not going to go back into that because, you know, if you love cozies, you know what they are. So I, my first thing would be to find some good cozy authors. And there's some great ones out there and um, read them because um, cozies is a wonderful genre. Um, I like cozies because you know who your good guys are you know, and um, in the end, it's to me, it's almost like the romance of the mystery writer's world, because that most cozies end in happily ever after, and I love that, even though I like somebody to die, which I know is kind of weird, but anyway, I told somebody one time, I was trying to be a romance writer, <laughs> but people kept dying in all my stories, so I had to switch genres, so anyway, but um, so, oh, you need to read your cozies. Another thing that's really helped me, Leanna, is to find a good support group. And you can do this online. You know, if you know a writer where you live, which to me, this is funny because I used to work, I was a registered nurse for 28 years. And one of the ladies I worked with was also a writer, a closet writer like I was. And neither one of us knew it until I retired. And, um, um, put one of my books out and she was like you know what I have a book out too and we had been sitting across the table doing all this nursing stuff for a long time and had never knew that each other were writers so find you a support group go online there's some great cozy support things online kind of find your tribe find the kind of group of people that you fit in with and um, they will help you um, writers are wonderful about helping each other. There's podcasts like yours. There's uh, YouTube groups and there's all kinds of Facebook and just websites and things to help you with that. 
Um, one of the big things with me with writing is pace yourself and set goals and don't give up because I, I think there's kind of two different groups of people with this. Some people will put, put off writing and put off writing and they won't ever do it. And then other people uh, try to cram it all into a certain little amount of time. And when they don't finish it, get discouraged. Um, um, so I would suggest, you know, set you some long-term goals and say, you know, in a year, I want to have a book written. Or in a year, I want to have a book that needs to be edited. Or in a year, I want to have an outline. In a month, I want to have read a cozy and kind of get a general idea. Set some short, long-term goals. That's what I'm do. I do. I'm a very goal-oriented type of person. And um, then when I reach a goal, it don't matter if it's a goal of, oh, great, I got to write 100 words today. You know, celebrate that. You know, go get that ice cream cone or, or eat a chocolate Hershey's Kiss. I'm also very food oriented, if you can tell. <laughs> but um, anything, you know, go for a walk, whatever, whatever your congratulation victory is, you know, congratulate yourselves because a lot of times this is a one-man show and if you don't reach back and pat your own self on the back there might not be anybody else around to do it so you know do do those things and um learn learn about writing I have found when I decided to do this that I basically I feel like I have put in enough hours to earn at least an associate degree probably a bachelor's degree in whatever you would call cozy writing as much as I have learned <laughs> <laughs> but um, the info is out there and you can teach yourself, but, you know, you just kind of have to be di diligent, but don't give up. You know, I have a five year plan with mine. Um, when I started to do this, I said, I am going to do this for five years. And if I'm still in love with it, I'm going to keep up with it and keep going um, because, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. I don't think, not for me anyway, I'm not that talented, but um, so I, I knew that at the get-go and tried to make my expectations kind of realistic. So does that make sense? Absolutely. And I hear you on the, it's not going to happen overnight. That's the, probably the most discouraging part of being a writer of any kind is just people picture that when you start writing, it's going to be, you, you, get that contract, you start your signings, you basically get all the glamour of writing instantly. And it is not that. In the back of our minds, we think the world is just waiting for me. As soon as I'm out there, it's going to be, you know, cupcakes and roses, but it's really not that way. No, it's not. Oh. But, you know, um, I'll tell you the thing I have learned and, you know, I haven't been doing this a long, long time, but um, getting the books out there and selling the books is great. But when somebody says, hey, I read your book, that is the best feeling in the world. And it don't just one person for me was just like, oh, wow, it was worth writing it because somebody read my book. <laughs> you know, that was a great feeling did you how was that with you do you kind of feel oh, that absolutely and I still do oh yeah um, and actually it's it's so funny just yesterday I actually got contacted by a new listener to this podcast who said hey I'm listening to your podcast and I really enjoy it and you could have 
scrape me off the ceiling pretty much that's how wonderful oh gosh it scratches an itch that only we have i guess i don't know but i i feel you i know where you're coming from yeah (laughs) it's a wonderful thing yeah so do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters you mean in my books do i have a favorite character oh gosh (laughs) yes um 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 it's probably I would have to say Katie's husband John he is he's not a very big in the first book but he comes along through the series and by book four <laughs> he's being accused of murder so oh, oh. Um, yeah, he's a, falsely accused he was set up you know how that goes well yeah but, <laughs> but it's not so much his character as the interaction between Katie and John. They've married, they're married, they've been married a while. And it's um they just kind of, you know, you it's almost like you're you're peeking in on a really good marriage and they poke at each other. He aggravates the stew out of her. He knows how to push her buttons, you know, but then he knows how to make her smile. And, you know, she knows that if she falls in a ditch, he'll grab her by the, you know, scuff of her neck and pull her out and, you know, just give and take. And I just, that he's probably my, not necessarily my favorite character, but their relationship, I guess, is a character within itself. And that's probably my, my favorite part of it, followed closely by hers and Misty's relationship, because <laughs> that's good, too. And, you know, that's another point. You know, cozies have a lot of good, good. Um, there's a lot of good characters and relationships. To me, they, they carry a lot in a cozy mystery, you know. Yeah, that that's so true. Actually, with my current mystery series that I'm working on, I'm kind of the same way. I like Sabia and Bridger's relationship. They're great as separate characters, but together they just bring something just that little bit extra in through that relationship. Yeah. And theirs is more of a, it starts out book one, they're dating, they're trying to figure each other out, but by book two, they're engaged. <laughs> I'm currently yeah, working so, on book three and it's the wedding and Bridger's, I just love how Bridger with him, with him, it's, he wants to protect Sabia, but he also knows that he can't stifle her. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, we, this, this couple that I have, they're just like 30 something years into it. And he's done give up on the stifle mode. He knows like a <laughs> loaded pistol and he, you know, he can either get out of the way cause she's going to fire, but yeah, that's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm talking about right there is, is that, um, they're great. They're great apart, but together they're fabulous. And, um, you can see that in the, in the story and that's what makes it so good. I wish you lived closer. I would love to come drink some tea at your house one day. <laughs> That's how I feel about all the cozy authors that I've interviewed. It's like, man, I wish you lived closer. I would love to hang out with you. <laughs> oh, ain't it great? Yeah, thank the Lord for internet, though. At least we can do this kind of stuff now. Yeah. Christy, you know, she she did she had write letters and all that. Actually, get on a train and go places where we can just do it this way. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you have any authors that have influenced your writing? Oh yes, yes. And I wrote these down too. I got my little chicken scratch up here. First of all, uh, um, I'm let's see. I'm going to tell you who they are and why. 
Um, Jane Austen, I'm a big Austen fan. I love her because of the life interaction, like we were talking about, you know, how she interacts, um, like um, the sisters interact in Pride and Prejudice, you know, and then um, they, the, how they interact with their mom and then how um, just different interactions throughout, um, I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank here, Emma, you know, Emma was a, was a goofball, but it showed how she interacted and tried to take care of her friends and stuff, even though she stumbled over everything. Jane Austen, to me, was wonderful at um, family relations and friend relations. And she really had, was good at that. And if you, I could pull that from her, that's a great thing. Um, my favorite book in all the world is The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumois. And, um, you know, he wrote The Three Musketeers, Man in the Iron Mask. I love all those books. And their stories are just so in-depth. You know, it, it, he really knew how to put a story together. And I love that. Um, you know, one day I'm going to grow up and be a writer like him. Ha, ha, ha. And then, of course, um, P.G. Woodhouse. I love humor. Um, Worcester and Jeeves is, I love that type of humor. You've got this um, real dry Jeeves. Jeeves just goes in, you know, Worcester is, um, he's, he's kind of this goofy character in, in P.G. Woodhouse's books, and he's kind of uh, short stories. He's he's always fumbling and fumbling into messes, and G's uh, just comes in and cleans up everything without missing a beat. It don't matter what's going on, Jeeves can get him out of it, and it is just so neat how how the com comedy and that just flows perfectly. And he's another one I would aspire, aspire to be. And um, I guess those are the main ones. And of course, I love Dickens. You know, um, I, um, I used to, every year I would pick a, an author, uh, a classic author. And that year I would read, other than just what I normally read, I would have, like I had a year of Dickens. I had a year of Austin. I had a year of Dumois. I had a, oh gosh, I had, it, a Moby Dick took me a year in and of itself and Tolstoy about killed me. But I used to do that. I used to read a whole author's, try to read as much of their works in a year as I could. And um, Dickens I love. So I guess, I guess I read a lot of classics like that, but um, those would probably be my favorite. Those are the ones I aspire to because you can get in their stories like um, with, I don't know, Jane Austen, Dumois, any of them. You get in those stories and like you'll sit down and it'll be say one o'clock in the afternoon and all of a sudden you're looking up and the door is open and somebody's saying what's for supper. You know, that's the kind of writer I want to be, you know, where they <laughs> get in that world and your world is gone so yeah <laughs> those are some great authors to aspire to be like yeah I know I, I'm kind of mm, I know setting that bar high and I'm gonna I'm gonna do the limbo and just ease right out under it but it's all good <laughs> hey I'm I'm kind of the same way in some ways I aspire to have writing like Tolkien or C.S. Lewis Oh yeah, oh, and my gosh. then I'm 